everybody, and welcome back to Opera Offstage. I'm Jesse, And I'm Michelle. And today, we've made what may be a terrible mistake by inviting our boyfriends onto the episode. Woohoo! Alright guys, this is our second, second, right? Annual Valentine's Day episode? Yeah. And last year, you guys really brought on the juice. It was, there was lots of tea spilled, um, there were really crazy stories, and it's an all-over good episode. So if you want to listen to last year's, dive in. We're going into part two today. We put some polls up on our Instagram and you guys really, you never hold back. I know so many of your secrets now. It's great. Keep it coming. It's almost too much, but... I guess we should introduce the boys. Jesse, you want to go first? Oh, I'm not going to introduce him. He can do it himself. (laughs) (laughs) I believe in you. Just give him your name, your instrument, and uh, a favorite piece. Hmm. Hi, everybody. My name is uh, Gabriel Polino. I'm a cellist. Favorite piece? It really depends on the day. On the car ride home from work, we were listening to a recording of uh, the Brahms clarinet trio, Opus 114, which I had to play twice in grad school. And in spite of that, I still love that piece. (laughs) Nice to meet you, Gabe. (laughs) I don't know why this suddenly (laughs) feels like AA or something. Thank you for sharing your story. (laughs) Michelle? Michelle, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Nice Gabe. nice to meet you too. So nice to meet you. All right, next up is my boyfriend who you might uh, recognize because he's been on the podcast before. You want to introduce yourself? My name is Connor Whalen. Uh, I'm a conductor and favorite piece Mahler 1. And your name's Michelle? Yeah, nice oh. <laughs> I think you're cute. <laughs> you want to date? <laughs> <laughs> absolute rejection live on the podcast we love to see it but don't worry we'll get to the polls and how the general public feels about conductors later Mm -hmm. oh we were going to actually tell about how we met you and me uh both of us but i think it's funny because it has to do with last year's podcast episode but there is Mm -hmm. a poll in our original episode where where michelle and i were talking about who is the most attractive type of musician to date and instrumentalist overwhelmingly won. And Michelle goes, God, you know, you know who's really attractive? Cellists. Cellists are just so attractive. And that is not an honest comment from Michelle. That is Michelle knowing that I'm talking to Gabe and uh, throwing me under the bus. But live on air. Gabe heard that. Yes, I did. I, at the time, you know, Jess and I were talking. Very casually, nothing very serious. And I was kind of playing this game with myself. I was asking a lot of my friends, is she into me? (laughs) Is she not? I don't know. Does she just like to have conversations with weird people like me? Um, (laughs) And I heard that like an infomercial. I was like, I'm a man (laughs) and I play cello. So I'm going to ask for this person's phone number. And the rest is history. So there you go. Uh, And And now, he called in in that. Yeah, he later told me about it. He was like, "Yeah, actually, was uh, you guys were talking about cellists?" And I was like, "We were talking about you. (laughs) We weren't just talking about cellists. That was about you." (laughs) Um, But it was even funnier because part of the reason it partially took Gabe so long to to like ask me out, ask me out, uh, was because he thought that Michelle and I might be dating. Oh. I still think that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
you're not wrong. I mean, we do spend a, a quite a bit of time together. <laughs> I'm still, I'm with you, Connor. I'm not, I'm still not convinced that they're not dating. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Well, <laughs> what fun. are, yeah. A reveal I, for the podcast. I know I, a huge win for the podcast, honestly, just creating budding romances left. And oh right. yeah. I mean, now, now to be clear, like we now live together. So <laughs> I'd, I'd call that a major success. Uh, yeah (laughs) Gabe just chuckles nervously oh but here we go I'm gonna introduce how I found out about Connor because Michelle posted graduation photos with him and I wrote who is the boy who (laughs) (laughs) who is that man whose man is this my man because I I had seen pictures when I came out to Michelle's recital you were there. I didn't know you, and I didn't meet you at the time. I know. But I, she showed I me. That. She showed me pictures of your dog. <laughs> Not you. Priorities. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. Jesse like actually surprised me and flew out for my graduate recital, and I remember you, you brought her like a Polaroid camera, right? I got her a Polaroid camera, a Fujifilm camera. Yeah. And uh, and a bouquet of nerds ropes. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Honestly, top. Top 10 life experiences was the nerd's rope, okay? Um, <laughs> yeah, but Connor was at my at my recital, and you, you're not the only one who was surprised because actually the my graduate recital was live streamed, and so my mom like tuned into it, and at the very end, like it kept recording, and I'm just like hugging and saying hi to everybody who came, like talking to people, and Connor gives me like an extra long hug. <laughs> Like, we just share this, like, tender embrace before we, like, started dating. And my Your mom literally still texted on Facebook. Me. I can yeah, pull up still that clip. You can go, yeah. <laughs> we can pull the evidence. <laughs> the receipts are still live on my Facebook. But it was just so funny because literally I also got a text from my mom who was like, who was that guy that gave you that, like, hug? And I was like, what? <laughs> so you want to tell him how we met? When, when was your recital? Mine was, like, March something. It was like that very end of March. Because I think I, yeah, yeah. Because I think I like pretty strategically went. Did I get you flowers? <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. No nerds rope bouquet is all I'm saying. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we met at school. That's it. <laughs> well, I mean, like we, it's not like something like we didn't meet through like the podcast. Podcast. Yeah. No, we met at school. We actually ne- have never worked together, and Mm-mm. and like musically. And he coached me once on Rejoice Greatly. <laughs> on Messiah. Yeah. For a little Messiah. Yeah, we, but we've never really worked together. And it was spring break, really, of uh, your last year, sec- your second year of grad school. It was like the first time we hung out, just us. Yeah. Long story short, um, we were hanging out. He asked me out on a date, and our date was to go get sushi and then go see an opera. So we're very musically aligned <laughs> in our relationship. Yeah, that was a. Re- this is one of the best sushi ever, though. It was a good date. <laughs> After that, what did we watch when we came back? Did oh, we, we watched Na- uh, National, National Treasure, Treasure with yes. Nick Cage. So we went to sushi. Oh no, we went. So we we left the opera. We went to Symphony Mart for those Boston people that know mm-hmm. Symphony Mart on the corner of Boylston and Hemingway, and we got like cinnamon candy rolls. and cinnamon rolls, just junk, just junk. shit food, <laughs> and. We went back and we made cinnamon rolls and we watched Nick Cage yeah. on television. After watching a full opera. so That's adorable. We were really in it for the long haul. 
We've also had multiple great. we've had multiple date nights involving Nicolas Cage as well. I think he's he's very underrated when it comes to a good date night movie. He's just underrated in general. <laughs> if oh yeah. If you're a musician looking to date another musician, Nicholas Cage Nick films. Cage. That's the inroad. He's an underutilized resource that we should all take more advantage of. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. We do have a little question for you guys. Just just a- an admission. Have you ever tr- used your instrument or your skill to try and win someone over romantically? <laughs> <laughs> yes, 100%. Uh, um, I already know your answer. Gabe just melts. <laughs> I have there's, the Snapchats. <laughs> there's so much. There's so much of this that I just can't say right now. But yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's funny the fact when I was in high school, like I never dated anyone until I was pretty much well into my first year of college, and Cello was such like no one was interested in me because of it. It made me weird and stuff, and. Anyone I dated afterwards was just like, you play cello? I'm like, now people care about this? (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks. So we turned over to our audience. We threw up a couple Instagram polls about Valentine's Day, and the results are very funny and very shocking. So we kind of wanted to get the vibe on what people were feeling about different types of musicians. So we started off with the question, who is the most dateable? Composers? singers instrumentalists or conductors and i don't know i was i was pretty surprised by the results jesse you want to give us the the rundown so for our most dateable composers are sitting at a comfy 15 percent singers at 17 and a half percent uh instrumentalists coming in strong at 58 59 percent and conductors at a somewhat sad nine percent Sounds about right. I mean, I'm not surprised so, after last year that everyone still agrees that instrumentalists are the most dateable people. Maybe because they're the most normal in the music department. I know. I just thought that there was going to be a higher... Like, I guess I'm surprised that composers and singers are almost tied at like 15 and 18%. That to me is surprising because... I would actually consider both composers and singers worse to date than conductors and instrumentalists. I think we're like singer composer are both kind of awful. <laughs> if if I might make some kind of observation about this as to why conductors might be at the bottom. You may not. So, no 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 no. I mean like why the percentages it's not about conductors. I'm sorry, buddy. That that's But like it seems like it goes in order of who is the most and least approachable in music school. (laughs) Because I'm always just afraid of upsetting conductors and singers. (laughs) Conductors and composers and singers. Because you people are more often than not like the people in charge. The stars of the show. And I don't want to like... I mean, I was, I'm afraid of, even to this day, I date a singer <laughs> and I'm, I'm still terrified of talking to them. It's out of so, respect. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Connor, as a conductor, are you surprised by these stats? No, I think Gabe's absolutely right. It's, it's also hard <laughs> to be like the conductor because it's like you, you do have, to, you do have this like sense of responsibility of being in front of an ensemble, whether it's vocal or instrumental. Mm-hmm. And, a sense of like, okay, 
a professional line of gaining respect and gaining, you know, having people listen to you and, and following you, but also wanting to be friends with them. It's like, that's what's like so extremely hard about music school. I felt, I felt was really hard about music school was like, I wanted to be friends with people, but at the same time it was like, okay, but if we're too good of friends, then you can outwardly like really go against what we're doing as an ensemble. And that mm-hmm. also is like a funny line. So it's it's hard both ways. Mm-hmm. Wow. Justice for conductors. Uh, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Our second question was, who is most likely to break your heart starting our new dating app or <laughs> only conductors so question number two most likely to break your heart singers are <laughs> holding the heart freaking down with 42 percent followed by conductors at almost 29 percent then composers at 19 percent and instrumentalists at about 10 percent yeah that about tracks people really have a lot of respect for our instrumentalists here people are yeah. really really got their eye on the prize yeah I mean, but once again, the singer is holding the most, like, the most likely to break your heart. Very much tracks. Accurate. Very mm-hmm. accurate. There's nothing not dramatic about us. I don't know what conductors have done to people. I'm not surprised. This, the second question makes me more surprised at the first question. Because the second question of most likely to break your heart makes a little bit more sense. But it's not, like, equally opposite in order from question one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would think that. Like, instrumentalists at the bottom of most likely to break your heart, the least percentage. That makes sense. And so does the conductor spot. But conductor being last in question one is... I think it's more so just most people don't have that many conductors at their school. And so there's just less people who can yeah. even respond to that. Which is why I think the most likely to break your heart kind of surprises me. And I'm wondering if people are working off of historical conductors. Are we all thinking of Bernstein? Like, what's happening? <laughs> well, everybody dated Bernstein at some point. I know. That's what I'm saying. He broke some hearts. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's also, yeah, if we're going off of, like, school, yeah, conductors, there's less conductors than pretty much anything. Like, conductors and composers, there's about equal. Again, like, the con- conductors, like, also just never take time to, to date, really, I feel like, in grad school. We just... <laughs> We just conduct, study, and drink. Ah, yes. That makes sense. So we wanted to get a little bit more specific. So we asked for write-ins of what instrument slash voice part is the most likely to break your heart. So going even deeper into the instrumentalists and the singers. And overwhelmingly so, everybody came after tenors. Like, just tenor, 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 over and over and over. I don't think that's true, because I have watched some baritones and basses do some damage. I just think this, once again, has to do with the fact that there there are so many tenors. There are more tenors than there are other voice parts, except for sopranos. They're also the most... They're the most dramatic of the male species. They're the worst people. In all of music. (laughs) In all of music. Oh, yeah. In really all of just everything. Yeah, but it's so funny because so many of it, so many of the answers were basically just tenors, 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 violin, but also tenors. <laughs> yeah, I liked the one person put violin closely followed by tenors, which I don't know which somebody, violinist hurt them, but that really got me. Somebody wrote baritones and then wrote or a very technical and calculating pianist, which means that they're talking about someone. That that is a direct hit. Can I get a name? Yeah. Please? Can we get an address? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely <laughs> can we get an Instagram a... handle so we can tag them. <laughs> My I I do have to say violinists 
I've dated two people who played upper strings, one violinist and one violist. My first relationship was with a violinist, and that's as specific as I'll get, but we both did this competition. So we, it was our local little school uh, concerto competition, and we were both entered. I didn't really care if I won or not. I was mostly there to support her, and I won, and she did not. And she was not happy with that at all, and did not talk to me for three days because she felt like I didn't deserve to win. So I can... I can vouch for the violinists being a little bit cold on this one. <laughs> I can believe that. Yeah, I think that word that word cold, that's what I get from violinists. Yeah, which I give it to them because there's like the competition is fierce. There is so many of them. Yeah. And you're competing for one chair, like one job. I, I agree with the with the results of the poll on that one. <laughs> but also, so many of you have been wronged by percussionists. <laughs> I have some questions about this one. Here's my main problem with this. A drummer in like a rock band, kind of hot, just like instrument wise. But the percussion section of an orchestra is not particularly sexy. I have never watched someone play a marimba and been like, damn. That's so. I've been like, wow, that's really cool and impressive. But I've never looked at it and been like, that's hot. Okay, but I love the marimba, so that might the be the exception for me. Yeah, but you never watched somebody play a marimba and been like, what else those hands do? You've never said that or thought that. I do Michelle? have to... <laughs> <laughs> um, so all that is to say is we got... <laughs> we got a lot of people coming after percussionists, which honestly, I always thought them to be like pretty unproblematic, but apparently I am very naive because we got some people who said, do we all have an ex that was a percussionist? Like, people were just coming for the percussionist, and it was so funny. All right, next poll. Most likely to ghost you. It was kind of even for the most part. Composers and instrumentalists were tied at 28%, right below singers at 31%, and then conductors at a humble 12.5%. You're welcome, world. (laughs) The conductors have the class. I don't think conductors have the same anxiety the rest of us do, so they'll just dump you. (laughs) We just give less shits than anybody out there. (laughs) Well, I also think you guys are, like, just maybe a little more put together than everyone else, so you'll just, like, send a formal formal fuck off. A letter of resignation. (laughs) A a formal PFO from your conductors. Yeah, we're not likely to ghost you, but the likelihood of it being a proper breakup is much less likely. (laughs) It's most likely going to be a text, an email, <laughs> maybe a LinkedIn request to message, you know. Wow. In person, we don't go for that. We got places. I'm breaking be. our romantic connection, but I'd like to have a working one with you on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> but can you please subscribe to my, to my Facebook page? <laughs> But if you'd like to donate to my GoFundMe um, for my program, I'd appreciate it. Thanks. Hey, that's a little bit too personal. <laughs> I don't love you. Um, thank no. You, thank you to all those people that don't. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, but that makes sense to me. I think I think everyone's kind of equally likely to to ghost you in a music department. Although that's very difficult to do inside of a music department because you will see those people almost every day. Oh yeah, singers are the kings of the messy breakup freshman year and then having to be with these people for three more years. 
that is like I don't really need you to talk about me like that. <laughs> That's also like the tenor mo. Uh, and in light of the fact that it is very, very difficult if you break up with a musician, we asked you guys, is it better to date during music school or stay in your lane? Um, I was a little surprised about the results of this. So 35% of you said looking for love, like go for it. But 65 of you said keep it professional. And you know what? I'd love to know how many of you followed your own advice, I guess. <laughs> or are versus reacting. I'm not saying you're wrong because like... Gabe and I met outside of music school after we had both finished, so fair enough. But I I don't trust that sixty five percent of you did not date. Yeah, I need to I need to know like what like healthy lifestyle it is that you're living. <laughs> that the rest of us are missing out on. Um, kudos to you. I mean, I think if I were to think about it like hypothetically, I would probably agree. I think it's probably better, not even like better, but probably more helpful to quote-unquote keep it professional and just not oh wow yeah only because of how easy it is to become messy you know what i mean and even if you're not messy like maybe the person you date is messy and if you're still in school together after a messy breakup it just sucks you know uh in light of my grad school situation why not both (laughs) everything was messy um no everyone's right i do think if you can avoid it like, it's usually better to just not date in music school, at least in undergrad. Yeah, I mean, if I was, when I was dating in undergrad, I dated, but I dated non-musicians. Go for non-musicians. I made sure to not date within the music school. Yeah. Because it was, it was exactly the this of keeping, you know, trying to keep a professional line. And, and it was also just like, there were other things that I was interested in besides music and hang out with people that were not musicians and get to know their field so it's much it is much harder in grad school though you're so much more confined to your space too of like instead of spending your classes and then maybe some extra time in a practice room in undergrad you're now spending 7 a.m to 11 p.m at music school and when you're when you're a grad student as you get older it does become easier to date someone whose lifestyle is like yours and nobody's lifestyle is like a musician yeah. more than another musician's but when you're in school i would say it is actually better to just date outside of music you're probably gonna have a better time and if it goes poorly you don't have to see him every day i'll say i voted on the uh keeper professional one in hindsight because i did not follow my own advice especially <laughs> in my undergrad i got you know I really dove right into this relationship. It's a massive emotional undertaking to work on your sound and improve yourself because, you know, it's easy to, to get distracted by how everyone else sounds, all this other stuff. On top of that, jumping into a relationship with someone, it's it, it wasn't healthy for me, you know, and I wasn't mature enough at the time and... I think it's better to grow into the person that you're actually going to be so that when you're ready to start dating someone, you are more likely to find someone who is the right fit for you. Yeah. Well, you brought up earlier that, you know, sometimes you're actually dating people you're competing with for opportunities, which sucks and is difficult, which is why I'm once again asking people, if you are dating someone inside of your voice part, like who is that? What's that like? Because we never get responses on that. And I still want answers. I want to know if yeah. two sopranos are dating. Is that difficult for you? I know. 
It's got to be, right? I just, or it has to be. have you just opted never to date another singer if you know you could date someone in your own voice part? If you just decided no. <laughs> Don't even look at me. No, I think, I mean, I know a number of cellist couples. <laughs> uh, several of my teachers were also dating other cellists. And A, were just like, as a species, a very chummy bunch. So... We're just like friends with each other. We really like, we're very chill with each other, you know, but you just have to go into it with like, I've never had this healthy conversation with anyone, but if you are like, you know, dating a string player and you're also a string player and you're competing for a job seat, I think you just, it's a matter of saying, okay, I love you and good luck. And if you get this and I don't, or if I get this and you don't, then that doesn't change anything. I also think I try to I always like to think about like what is the worst combination? Like so you guys like said two sopranos. <laughs> two tenors would be the I worst. I think the most like mind blowing see, for me it's two composers. <laughs> Cause it's like, do you even speak to one another? I feel like that's the most compare one of the most comparable ones. Mm-hmm. Of like, what are you writing? Let me listen to what you're writing. Do you know of any examples of two conductors together? Because that also doesn't seem like something that would work. Uh, well, we have to think this hard about it. But like, per, like conductor wise, no. I also feel like we would be really not only compare comparing one another. It would also just be like a miserable household. <laughs> I, since we're talking about toxic combinations, there's a conductor I know who ended up dating one of his students, and that is Ooh. that is one of the combinations of the cello couples that i know conductors are also like the creepiest i also can't and and to be clear all of it is everyone was uh, these are adults you know it's nothing like that but like it's still not a good look i'd like to i'd like to take this moment to call out z randall (laughs) (gasps) no no z stroopy not z stroopy so talking about how these things end poorly we also asked you guys what's the most out-of-pocket thing a musician has ever done to you romantically and what if you wrote in wrote a diss album about me not a diss track a full album which you know what see and continuing the whole thing about uh just singers being toxic i like that because now i know you're obsessed i know it's the not being able to get over me. There's a part of me that's like, if you bother to write an entire album, that's your problem, not mine. I know. It better slap, too. Like, sis, please drop the Spotify link. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah. Oh, if you send, if you would send us whatever recordings you have of the diss album, I would love that. That has to be that. ridiculous. Oh. Uh, even better if yeah. it's terrible. Wait, what's, Jess, what's yeah. that second one? <laughs> Tried to flirt with me on an episode of their podcast. Did flirt with you. Yes. Yes, you did. Yeah, not tried to. Very overtly executed. Mm -hmm. Honestly, absolutely nailed it. I should, I just had this thought. What if more people, like, I should have listened to more podcasts. Like, how many people are trying to flirt with people? How many times have you missed people trying to flirt with you via podcast? (laughs) Oh, God. So, now this one is just for the boys to answer. But we will tell you if you're wrong. You ready? Okay. Okay. Um, yes. Daddy or Zaddy? And I'm going to actually pull up uh, Chrome just so I can um, look What's up a... pictures for... No, we won't be explaining either of those words to you. I mean, I know what one means. No, okay. For anybody listening, 
we're switching on our educational hats to explain uh, the difference I... between daddy and zaddy. Daddy, <laughs> a daddy is somebody who is like hot, but also like maybe older, um, right? Uh, a zaddy, it has nothing to do with age. It's somebody who's like suave, cool, hot. Yeah. Zaddy. So. Okay. There you go. It's an energy thing. You know gotcha. what I mean? You're either a daddy or you're yeah. a zaddy. Understood. All right. So first up, Jonas Kaufman. Zaddy. I still, I mean, he seems, I mean, he's got gray hair and stuff. I would say daddy. Sure. I. No, it's zaddy. it's definitely zaddy. Sorry, Gabe, 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 you're wrong. It's 100% That's okay zaddy. because this is not a person in your wheelhouse, to be fair. Well, I just don't. Okay. So daddy is like older, hot person. And then Zaddy is just anyone who's suave. Jonas is timeless. Yeah. That's the that's the thing with Jonas is he could be eighty and he'd be a Zaddy. He'd still be a Zaddy. <laughs> yeah. He's the eighty year old with a tight fitting suit and a pocket watch living in his own time period. Okay. Yeah. And, and you're like penthouse in New and, York. And all you have is respect for it. Well, <laughs> that's a great Excellent. That's a good Yeah. I yeah. I agree, I suppose. Uh, next up is Leonard Bernstein, and specifically the picture of him smoking shirtless. <laughs> the, he looks like Marlon Brando in that one. Yes, he does. Oh, well, that one, I don't even have to see it. I know exactly the picture you're talking about. Zaddy For sure. Mm, Zaddy every Zaddy. day of his life. Don't even begin with me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when he becomes really old and wrinkly because he's been smoking cigarettes his entire life, he becomes more more daddy. But really up until like 60, 65. It doesn't matter because the minute he starts zaddy. conducting again, right back to zaddy. <laughs> right back to yeah. zaddy. Yeah. Oh, God. Unstoppable zaddy energy. Honestly, Bernstein is like an Olympian of zaddy. Like gold medalist zaddy in my book. Havorstovsky. Dimitri. Good oh. on you for... There's a... That motherfucker's a zaddy all the way. See, this is the one I would disagree. The silver mane. Yeah. No, it's really. I can't believe that this. Oh, I can't believe that this person exists. <laughs> he looks like he came out of The Witcher, but uh. Yeah, I, I mean, would have thought that's who he. I would have thought that this I was put, someone. This this dude is assassin. I put him Creed. in daddy like, character. That's like, category personally. This is fashion this, though. The, no, he's very fashionable. I think the silver hair does make me also lean daddy. Yeah, I just think he's always looked like he's like a he's like an old Fabio style guy to me, and Ooh. that makes me feel more daddy than zaddy. His energy though is so zaddy. I'll I'll give you that like, his energy for like, sure, but I say his exudes. his look is more daddy than zaddy. <laughs> We will we will absolutely you know, put these up in our story way. and we will let the the public be the final deciding factor. <laughs> exactly. I swear to God, I'm gonna find out who votes on that poll. <laughs> I will have a personal conversation. And this is why you know a conductor will never ghost you. They have supreme follow-up. They will hunt you down. <laughs> um we don't actually have a female version for this word, so we're gonna keep doing daddy or zaddy. Uh Deanna Damrow. Oh Daddy. 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 Yeah, daddy. <laughs> Gabe, Gabe was I, like, Gabe, sure. Yes. Gabe has Father. to go first on the next one. Okay. Well, I still don't under. I, okay. It's okay. It's it's just straight vibes. I don't know why, but I feel like this was like a Molly <laughs> segment. You are not. You're the not zaddy. the zaddy. <gasps> That's an incredible segment, by the way. I'm trying to think of like what we could use besides daddy. You zaddy are. For These for feel zaddy. too similar. I don't know. Isabel like, Leonard. Yeah, oh, Zaddy. Zaddy, 
hundred percent. I have I have the biggest I and I hope she listens to this podcast because I want her to know. I have the biggest crush on Isabel Leonard. Oh we all absolutely. Do. And, we all do. And you know, I would probably say it to her face too. And not have any shame. No, don't say it to her face. Then you like I, no, ruin the I would, chance. I would look at her, I'd be like, I have the biggest crush on you. We watched her in Barney and I Googled is Isabel Leonard bisexual? <laughs> mid mid opera, and I texted Michelle about it. She's too powerful. She just she's too attractive for her own good. She's gorgeous. Yeah, and the energy's there, which is makes her just an absolute daddy. All right, Nadine Sierra. Oh, daddy! I knew, I knew she was next. Too. She's daddy. a daddy. She's not a daddy. She's a baddie daddy. Ooh, a baddie! Oh, oh, because daddy or baddie? Okay. Oh no, because Batty no, Batty no. is Zaddy. Batty is the female version of a Zaddy. So what's do oh like a like a babe? Babe versus Batty? Babe or Batty? Okay, Babe or Batty works. Babe or Batty. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. So back but, to Isabel Leonard. Batty. 100%. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Isabel Leonard's a Batty. But yeah. Nadine Zaddy. is a babe. Nadine is She's like she's very classically old Hollywood old Hollywood kind of pretty. But she like Yeah. There's not that little bit of like <laughs> yeah, yeah. She has her. She has her moments. She has her like outfits where you're just like Daddy. second, yeah. second look. You're like, did I catch that right? You know, um, did I catch that right? Did I catch that right? <laughs> no, a hundred percent. Did I? Did, am I seeing with my own two um, eyes? And then as a couple, Solomon Howard and Eileen Perez, Baddie Zaddy, Baddie freaking yeah. Zaddy. Well, yeah. Solomon's Solomon's Zaddy. 100%. They look really good together. Eileen Perez is. Without a doubt, yeah, a baddie. I feel like That's I feel like true. we've just upset Gabe with the lack of clarity on what these two things mean. No, I mean it, it, this was a fun activity. <laughs> <laughs> this was a fun exercise. Ow! I just I just feel bad. Like I'm so far removed, and this has nothing to do for anyone listening. I'm just an alien. This has nothing to do with me being a cellist or a musician. <laughs> Michelle's face when you called yourself that. I'm just... Okay, you know what I meant. I'm just very much far removed from, like, pop culture and stuff. <gasps> so while they were doing this, I was looking at Urban Dictionary trying to find out what Zaddy meant. So that I could, like, play a little, like, more accurately. I mean, was my description pretty spot on? It was, yeah. That's... Yeah, it's one of those things you. that you can only catch on to after you've seen enough people talk about it, I think. Yeah. Well, I'm... I know next the next Valentine's Day episode, I'll, I'll be an expert at this game. This is kind of the thing about Michelle and I, is that we're both <laughs> terminally online, but neither of our boyfriends are. And that's a good thing. Michelle you've... and I shouldn't be online yeah. as much as we are. <laughs> you've said to me so many... Jess has said to me so many times that one of her love languages is showing me all of the... I... I... I opened up TikTok and I had 43 notifications today and they were all mess all videos that Jess had sent me like today. It's okay. I have like over 200 unseen from Jesse. My love language is TikTok. Sorry. <laughs> so, let's talk about what are your icks when you are dating another musician? Because like we said, I don't believe the 65% out there who say don't date in school. You're going to date a musician almost certainly. So, what are your like, what are the things that really turn you off to dating other musicians? Just singing constantly. Just stop singing. That actually, when I broke up with my first, when I broke up with my first boyfriend who was a singer, one of my brothers goes, thank God, that guy sang 
every minute. He's like, I hated him. Yeah, singers are just a real pain in the ass. Um, Icks about dating a musician. I would say like the the critiquing. Yeah, don't tell someone how to practice. I would say as a general rule, don't give any unsolicited advice. Yeah. Like it should start and stop at encouragement. Unless they ask like, hey, I'm I'm nervous about this piece. Can I play it for you? And I don't want to hear. <laughs> and then and then it's like, if you, if they want criticism, you know, then that's, you. then that's something you talk about. <laughs> but I think that's the main thing. Like, like I, I keep going back to that first relationship I had, but we were very toxically critiquing each other all the time. And that's not what you do. <laughs> that's not a it's not that's not building a constructive relationship with someone, you know, even if you're friends. <laughs> like, There's also like only talking about music, like mm-hmm. where you don't talk about anything but what's happening in your department. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like a big ick, and this is only like for when you're actually still in school, just music school drama, or just kind of like viewing everything as like within the little like bubble that is music school and taking everything like a little too seriously. Like that. You might, you might say that, but all you listeners out there love the tea. I lived off of that drama. That's what kept me back, going back. I'm... I love... Yeah, no, T. That tea. was the majority of what we were doing in the practice rooms. If we were all practicing late at night, we would talk about why someone was late, what happened. The way rumors travel in music departments is like nothing else. Mm-hmm. Like, sociologists could do studies on the communication that happens in those buildings. It was also the, like, not dating musicians in undergrad made the tea just, like, even better because it was just, like, I was just an outsider while all y'all little flingers were, you know, doing your thing and, you know, dating one another, doing whatever, and and then something would happen and I just got to sit there and drink my <laughs> tea I'm about to lower the percentage. Of com- conductors being dateable. You're about to go to 5%. <laughs> I will say... That's fine. I will say another... Leave us alone. Yeah. Leave us out of it. Now, another fun little perk, you know, about that tea. It's especially fun when you hear rumors about yourself, which I did all the time. A friend of mine uh, asked me in grad school about dating advice because, you know, it was kind of out of the blue... You know, he was an undergrad. I was a grad student. He's a nice guy. You know, I knew him. He was another cellist and, you know, chummy that we are. And uh, I was like, yeah, why? I was like, why? Why do you ask? Like, we, I've, I've never talked about dating. I don't give out dating advice. <laughs> like, and it was because there was a rumor that I was dating a different person every single night in grad school, <laughs> which was not true in any sense of the word. <laughs> that pause though (laughs) i uh i don't know where that came from i don't know why it happened but uh yeah it's like it's like this toxic like awful game of telephone it really is and it morphs so much person to person honestly it's not even remotely the same message from person one to person two so by the time it gets Mm -hmm. to like person 10 it's just completely false (laughs) oh gosh yeah I don't know. There are a lot of icks to to dating musicians, but it is also kind of the thing where it's like, to some extent, only another musician can kind of understand the experience of being a musician. And so in many ways, it is also attractive Mm -hmm. to date another musician. 
So it's kind of whatever floats your boat, you know? Sometimes people find the balance within the... Oh my gosh, we had somebody write in who literally referred to, to it as interspecies and oh, intraspecies. Yeah. <laughs> For like conductors and singers are like all that and that it's really accurate in the grave, though. you guys. It was so good. It's so accurate. We are different species. My favorite thing about that entire write-up though was that it was like correctly formatted for like an MLA essay. Like it it was 2A, 2B, so 2C. Good. I loved like their it. points. I I love that. It was so good. If you're a singer out there and you need dating advice, my only advice is stop fucking singing to everything that comes on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> what like becoming undateable 101 is singing along to you everything be on the, the radio. You want to be the least attractive person in the whole music school? Don't literally stop humming and singing in the stairwells and walking and no one wants to no one wants to hear that. No vocal Just warm-ups in the stairwells, people. Go to your practice room. <laughs> like, do it like the instrumentalists do it. Go to your practice room, set up your instrument, practice, and then mm-hmm. go home mm-hmm. and get a drink. That's why instrumentalists are the most dateable. They'd really be staying in their lane. It's because they are staying in their lane. They they're, they go to their practice room, mm-hmm. they practice, and then they go out and they Once hang again, out. Once again, the instrumentalists are by far Amen. the most normal of any of us. Oh, debatable. But We'll have to save it for another episode. <laughs> Listen, we're all musicians. We're all a little crazy. It's just singers and others are m- more crazy. Who's a picky eater? Oh, huh? that's a uh, that's what I said. Picky oh, eaters. Jesse's it's a um, it's a deal breaker for me personally. Oh, we're not gonna do. No, we're not gonna do mm-hmm. the deal breakers. Also, a deal breaker. Perfect pitch. <laughs> oh, perfect pitch is the ultimate deal breaker. The second you tell me you have perfect pitch, I'm like, I don't know you. We're just uh, we're just we're just coming after me on this, huh? <laughs> I didn't be like unfollow. Yeah, do you not? That's the joke. <laughs> Wait, Gabe, you have perfect pitch. See, I didn't know see, that. But you know what, Gabe? That what's that's what makes you a beautiful human. Yeah, I was is because say, I didn't know. know. Yeah. Thank you for the support. Finally, because because you know every other perfect pitch, bitch, out there. <laughs> You know that they have perfect pitch. <laughs> it's it's the first line of their bio that they send. <laughs> That's why it's not a deal breaker with Gabe is that he did not immediately tell me that. Well, because just because people do that all the time. Every well, hey, they they list it as a skill on their LinkedIn profile. That's how <laughs> much the most <laughs> toxic person I ever dated within a day of knowing them. In a choir room full of people, they raise their hand in grad school. They raise their hand and they go, uh, if I have perfect pitch, do I have to buy a tuning fork? And that was that was the sign that like that person was going to do nothing but damage. <laughs> Wait, nothing did, but is this damage. this is exactly who you think it is. Oh See, my this is the other problem with perfect perfect pitch God. people in choir. Oh. When you when when you have a perfect pitch person in choir, and then the choir director, you know, can if a choir can't sing a certain key in tune, a choir director without telling the choir will change the key, and then the musician who has perfect pitch and there's always one is like they shit themselves. They don't know what they like. Don't know what to do because what they're seeing is not what they're hearing. I will say 
Well, first of all, there's a laundry list of reasons that that is ridiculously unprofessional, immature, and unnecessary. But it's not a skill. You don't. Uh, the reason that I don't bring it up that much is a. People always have the reaction of like, "Oh yeah, what what pitch is this? What pitch is that?" And then they like bang a pan on something or something. But like, I didn't do anything to. I didn't do anything to earn it. <laughs> like I just, I I had it. I don't bring it up because again, you didn't do anything to earn it. You just are. You just have it. Here's here's the long and the short of that. Gabe's not an asshole, which is why we're dating. <laughs> <laughs> So really, no matter what skills and like things you are blessed or not blessed with, don't be a show off and don't be an asshole and you're going to be fine. Well, boys, men, gentlemen, zaddies, thank you for joining us <laughs> on this episode. It was really fun having you guys, hearing your icks, um, hearing your hot takes on the polls, and um, of course, your daddies, baddies, zaddies, mm-hmm. babes. Baddies. Baddies, yeah. <laughs> so we'll have to have you guys on again. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. All right. And we will see you all next week. You can find us on Instagram, on Twitter. Our Discord is in our Instagram bio. That's at Opera Offstage. You can also always get to us on our website, which is opera-offstage.com. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.